0: Good morning and welcome to the First Unitarian Universalist Church of Austin. We're a spiritual community dedicated to the free search for truth and meaning. We're very glad you're here. I extend a special welcome to those of you visiting with us for the first time. If you have any questions about this church or about Unitarian Universalism, please don't hesitate to ask the kind and good-looking people at the visitor table, and they will do their best to answer your questions. We come from a long heritage of teaching that there's a spark of the divine in every person. And it is in the spirit of that heritage that I say, let us greet the holy in our midst by turning to the person to your right and left, welcoming them here this morning. Will you say with me the words by which we light our chalice? In the light of truth and the warmth of love, we gather to seek, to find, to share. Our call to worship this morning is from the book, The Prophet, by Khalil Gibran. You pray in your distress and in your need. Would that you might pray also in the fullness of your joy and in your days of abundance. People say you have Unitary Universalists with backgrounds and practices and almost all the major world religions, yet you all call yourselves Unitary Universalists. You have these seven principles that hold you together, that you agree to affirm, which means yes, agree with, and promote, which means speak about. Um, what, what else might hold you together? And this congregation is steered... By its mission, and we wrote it on the wall, and we say it together every Sunday. We gather in community to nourish souls, transform lives, and do justice Our meditation reading this morning was written by Meister Eckhart. If the only prayer you said was thank you, that would be enough. This is the time in our service when we breathe together into that place in our heart where we are who we are. It is in this place where we can speak and listen to God as we understand God, where we can hear our inner wisdom, or where we can just practice being still, It is in the stillness that we receive clarity, wisdom, that we practice being compassionate and open to the joys and sufferings of others. We hold in our heart those who are wrestling with illness, those who are fearful, those who are in harm's way because of war or natural disaster or domestic violence. We hold in our hearts the families of the victims of the airliner being shot down over Ukraine. We hold in our hearts the children and their families, the children who are being held at the border. And we hold in our hearts those people who are trying to figure out what is best for them. We ask for the knowledge of how to lessen the suffering in the world and how to add to its joy. Let us enter the silence together. You are now invited to light candles of joy or sorrow, hope, remembrance, and love. Okay, so my wife, Kaya, and I are camping at Big Bend on Memorial Day weekend, and we're driving down the curvy mountain road to the campground, and I'm snapping pictures with my phone, and um, we get to the campground, set up camp, it's pretty simple, we we'll Tent, stove, that's it. And um, there was a tarantula, too, but I didn't find it till later. And we get back in the car to go have dinner, and I said, oh, I need my phone. Um, where is it? It's not in the car, so it must be at the campsite. So go back down to the campsite, just walk down the path, and turn everything upside down. It's not there. And she says, it's got to be in the car. Uh, it's got to be under one of the seats. So we take the car apart after looking thoroughly under both seats. It's nowhere. So we go on with our business, and we come back to town. Oh, and at the campsite, so I go into this prayer that I pray when things are lost. Uh, I used to want to be a Catholic when I was a kid because they got to have fun on Sunday, and we didn't. And... um so one of my friends taught me the St. Anthony prayer, that if something's lost, you go, St. Anthony, St. Anthony, please come around. My keys are lost, and they must be found. And so that had um, worked intermittently enough. You know, Pavlov found out that the, that the one way to get a behavior established that cannot be extinguished is to intermittently reward it. Um, so um, it works often enough so that I, just, I can't stop doing it. Anyway, it did not work that day, and I'm thinking, I, you know, why do I even do this prayer? I don't believe in this. I, I don't, you know, I take Reiki, Reiki lessons, I don't believe in Reiki. The whole time I'm like, I don't believe in this, I don't believe in it, but I'm feeling something, so I'm like, well, I don't know what this is. <laughs> I know I don't believe in it, but it's something. And so I try to keep an open mind. <laughs> and so um, I, I'm mad at myself, and St. Anthony, by the way, because it's not working, and uh, so for two or three days, I'm without my phone. And, and so uh, I, I'm not getting email. I don't know if there are emergencies. Nobody can call me. I have two children out there, one on each coast. Who knows what's happening with them? And um, not to mention my Facebook friends, and, uh, <laughs> which, by the way, friend me if you want to. I friend everybody, Un- unless they don't have a picture, and then I don't friend them because that's creepy. So I get back to town and I think I must replace this phone because I might have a wedding on Saturday and who would know because I don't have my calendar in my – so I go to Verizon and they're so, you know, I don't want to use the word evil, but uh... (laughs) after half an hour of standing there in the atmosphere, I leave. I just stomp out to my car, slam the door. Um, which you may not know that I'm not always a sweet person. Uh, you probably know that by now. So later on that afternoon, driven by desperation again about my calendar, which oddly enough hasn't synced to my um, computer, who knows why, uh, I go to a different Verizon store and um, I'm in the parking lot and I have the thought St. Anthony. And I'm like, I don't believe in that. I'm not talking to St. Anthony about this anymore. He failed me miserably, number one. And I don't believe in it, number two. Because it's, you know, there are laws of thermodynamics. And the thing is either there or it's not. Things don't just disappear. There are no such things as gremlins, even though I have had the experience. (laughs) This is what makes being a rationalist so much of a leap of faith. You know, you look for something four times in the same place. It's in the drawer. No, it's not. It's in the drawer. It's not. It's, it's not in there. And then the fourth time you look, there it is. Right on top. Gremlins, I don't know. Maybe there's a physics explanation for it that's called something different from gremlins. But uh, I'm not a physicist, so I wouldn't know. Maybe it's a wormhole or something. So I'm out in the parking lot at the Verizon store, and I go, the surliest prayer ever, Bless his heart. St. Anthony, St. Anthony, please come around. My phone is lost, and it must be found. And St. Anthony goes, it's under the seat. And I'm like, it is not under the seat, because Kaya looked, and I looked, and we're both capable, intelligent human beings who know how to look for something. (laughs) So I reach under the seat again, and there's my phone which I should be happy about, but I'm mad. (laughs) Because it shouldn't be there. So uh, that's one of the ways I pray. (laughs) If I were a sweet and earnest minister, it would have sounded better than that. I've been thinking about prayer for a really long time because when I was a little kid, uh, we used to pray before we went to bed. And, our, you know, my mother would, we would kneel down and my mother would pray with us. And then I'd get in bed and because I really loved God. I was just totally in love with God. Um, and God was, you know, just a little disappointed in me uh, all the time. But uh, I would pray and pray and pray and pray and pray and pray and pray. And... Pray. and um. I would pray about eternity because I didn't understand. I mean, you know, like the book Chris read, I was just like, and then in the beginning there was space, space. But how did space get there? Well, space didn't have to get there. It's nothing. Well, but how did the seed get there? I don't know. Maybe, maybe there was. <laughs> so I loved praying when I was a little kid. And then, you know, I went to seminary. Uh, where you lose your faith completely. And um, I got an amen from the front row. Yes. And at the time I was in seminary, my mother got sick with breast cancer. And um, when she found the lump in her breast, what she did for a year was pray about it instead of going to the doctor. And... So by the time she went to the doctor, it was a very serious situation, 1974, there just wasn't much they were able to do, and so we prayed for the cancer to go away, and it did. Now this is the thing about cancer, and I'm going to try not to cuss when I talk about it, because cancer is so mean that sometimes it just goes away, and then it comes back, and then it might go away again, but then it comes back again. And so we had uh, been praying and going, hooray, it went away. And then, oh, man, it's back, and then praying, and I was tired of it. And um, toward the end, she went to faith healers, who told this lovely, saintly second-grade teacher, you have an unconfessed sin in your life. This is why it's not getting healed. And so she searched her heart for whatever sin she might have committed that was unconfessed. Bless her. heart. It's hard to watch. And uh, toward the end, there was a minister from her church who came, 10th Presbyterian Church in Philadelphia. He was this intense, you know, glowing brown eyes and this brown beard. And um, he said, we're going to pray for your mother. And there were her friends, and my dad and me and my sister were all gathered around. He said... um, but if anyone has doubts, you have to leave this circle because the Lord will not honor a prayer where you're having doubts. And so I left. I'm still mad about it. Because I think that was unnecessarily cruel. and didn't work. My mother died. Um, I don't know if someone else there had doubts. I don't think so. I just think they were having a stupid idea about what prayer was. I think they had a mistaken view of the divine mystery, where God could be the kind of being who would sit up there and say, I could help you, but I'm not going to because you haven't asked me correctly yet. I could help you, but I'm not going to because someone's mind isn't right. What in the world? kind of God is that to worship? That's a God of superstition, not an actual God that you could say, yes, this goes with the statement God is love. That's not love. That's cruelty. So, uh, we all let go of that God, I hope. So, prayer, if it's not asking God to do something for you that God otherwise would not do if you had not asked, uh, what is it? Well, some people say prayer is, is just for you. You know, it's to make you feel better. It's to make you feel like you're doing something to help yourself. Um, okay. As long as you're not praying to help yourself rather than going to the doctor to help yourself when you need to go to the doctor. As long as you're not praying to get a job rather than actually, oh, I don't know, like applying for a job. I just have had the experience of once you focus your intentions in a prayer, things start to move. I don't know what that is. For example, and this is kind of a private story, but I tell it anyway because I try to be scientific enough to be open to not ignoring my experiences. So... um, I was underemployed for eight months, a single mother, two kids, i had gone through my whole savings, and I needed a job, and I was applying for jobs all around town, but I had been a therapist. I was a therapist, so I was applying for therapist jobs, and I was about to have to take a job counseling kids who'd been sexually abused, which I knew would kill me. And so I was making an altar, which was one of the ways that I made my prayers concrete. So I think there are different parts of your brain, and some parts of your brain understand pictures, and some understand words. And so I was making a picture for my brain to participate fully, and for the mystery, because I don't know, uh, it's worked intermittently. Uh, so I make this altar for a job, and I see say to my, I have the thought, or uh, if you want to speak Christian language, God said to me, um, would you work in a factory? And I said, absolutely. Yes. So the next day I wake up and in the mornings about 830, I get a phone call from my friend, Pat, who says, Margaret Ann, which is what he always called me. um, I got a job for you. Can you drive a tow motor? I said, Pat, I don't know what a tow motor is, but I'll learn. He said, It's a forklift. I said, Oh, I've seen one of those. I bet I could drive one. He said, You get uh, 10 minutes for lunch and you get to go to the bathroom twice in a day. I said, What? He said, I'm just joking. He said, really, what the job is, is to talk to the boss, because he's got to be there, but it kind of runs itself, so he plays solitaire, and when he wins a game, you go, good going. And, um, and then when he wants to talk to you, you know, you're supposed to make phone calls, but he wants to talk to you all the time, so that's really your job. So for four years, I had my guitar next to my desk. I had my best friend, Pat, right there. He had his guitar next to his desk. We wrote songs, and we talked to the boss, and every now and then, we made phone calls. It was a good job. So I believe that something happens when you make your intentions clear, and so that is one of the kinds of prayer that is uh, my favorite. I would say to you, pray profligately if you want to. Don't worry if it doesn't hang together completely scientifically because there are mysteries which we do not understand. I do not think that they are supernatural. I think all of it is part of the natural world including God, whatever, whoever that might be. I just think it's part of the natural world that we haven't been able to measure or categorize, yet we may never be able to. I don't know. I just know that I pray very differently from how I used to, but I still, I'm going to talk to St. Anthony because he made my phone. Did he make it come back? No, I don't believe, I cannot go there. No, that's against the laws of thermodynamics. I just must have missed it before. Or there are gremlins, whatever the physics word for that is. Don't you ever do things that your theology doesn't believe in? I hope you sometimes do. Uh, And so I think it's a good idea not to ignore your experience. And I think it's a good idea to remain open-minded. And I would choose to believe in science as my default. And yet, I think stating your intentions or making an altar is worth experimenting with. Please say with me the words by which we extinguish this chalice. We extinguish this flame, but not the light of truth, the warmth of community, or the fire of commitment. These we hold in our hearts until we are together again. Remember the way of the wind and breathe and blow. Remember the way of the fire and sparkle and glitter and Remember the way of the water and ebb and flow. Remember the way of the earth and grow. Go in peace. This is a presentation of the First Unitarian Universalist Church of Austin. For more information, visit our website at www.austinuu.org.